0: Welcome back to another edition of Therapeutic Rap. I'm your host, Jay. And today, our co-host, Big Mel, is back. Mel, how you been?
1: I'm good, man.
0: That's all good, man. That's all good. Uh, yo, today, man, we have a, a, a special guest. I, I, I think he's special. You know what I mean? Uh, my, my brother, my big brother. Hey, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh,
2: I'm a father. Oh. 39 years old, man. Be 40. Coming up soon, man. Um, student, husband. Um, I got four boy, beautiful boys, man. Um, 21, 20,
0: 19, and 16. Wait, wait. Hold on. Time out. Time out. Run, those, run those right back to me again. <laughs> 21, 21, 20, 20, 20 19, 19, 16. Woo, woo. Yeah. Well, you had a stretch. Now, and you said you're... 39. 39. Yeah. Whoa, man. whoa, so, am
1: I'm, I'm glad he said 39 and not, not 35. You know. <laughs> and he w- and he will. He will say that if you let him.
2: <laughs> you, I would not
1: say 35. <laughs> Sean, will, Sean will toot his own horn, man. I thought he was going to say, I'm 35. I'm 30 I got four,
2: four boys. <laughs> Yo, I'm trying to learn how to love me, man, you know Yo, listen, <laughs> well, looking
0: at them ages Looked like you was given a lot of love at, at a time or two Yeah, man Sheesh. So, man, listen, so you had your first child Well, conceived your first child at, what, 16, 17, 17, 17 Wow. Yeah, man, which, you know,
2: I guess in the scheme of things Ain't really that early But, um, shit, they came back to back to back it was three years in a row. It was like you know, hey Sean, I think I'm pregnant. Boom when hey Sean, I think I'm pregnant. Boom when hey Sean. I, I still
1: re- I, I still remember I still remember uh the cam uh when when you first found out um Cam's mom was pregnant, and I still remember um, sitting on your porch with your uh, on on your mom's porch, and you
2: debating whether you was gonna go to the navy or not and i was like do you remember that conversation um i remember having it um i can't remember some of the things that were said but i do remember having it wow i had forgot Bro, about that convo this was the dilemma
1: right you were saying do i go ahead and go to boot camp and miss the birth of my firstborn right and not be there for the first you know maybe year or maybe first six months because you admit you would have missed the pregnancy missed the birth and you would have been done with boot camping school and probably would have came home sometime later that year so you know he probably he probably would have been like four months old when you first saw him Mm -hmm. so you was like do i miss all of that or do i go ahead and try to uh prepare for his future and go to boot camp and i was all for dude go just go and uh and and you had to think about it because you really wanted to be there when he was born, and I don't know if Cam know that, but you chose you chose seeing him born and making sure Tay was all right uh, versus leaving and, and 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 trying to do something that you know it either way it probably would have worked out, but you 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 chose the to see him born and all that stuff. So and take me know. through. Take me through that whole thought process and, and and if you think that was the the best decision.
2: Um I mean, I would have to say in hindsight that it probably wasn't the best decision just because that um that road got rough for a while. You know, now I'm on the other end and I'm looking at my twenty one year old son and it's hard to say, you know, all the decisions wasn't worth it. Like it all added up to Produced this, this brilliant young man That I have man who was you know who, That's my guy um, <clears throat> But I've always I didn't know At that time but I've always Kind of had this fear Because of what had been the story Of my father You know and I had the fear of Because I, fe- I, I Didn't want to believe that he was a scumbag Right I, I wanted to believe That he left in search of better Opportunity and just got caught up in life And just couldn't quite make it back You know that was like the narrative In my mind um, With um, Who I thought my father was coming up So right. when I became a prospective Father um, The the Leaving thing Was always scary to me right. Because I That was what I was um, Hell bent on not being was the guy who wasn't there for his kids. So um and we, we spoke about this before and you even counseled me through this at one point in time when I had an opportunity to um to go to California, you know, when things had got a little rough and my boys was a, um was small and, and it was a what looked like a better opportunity for me. And even I got an opportunity to go to Jersey. And um at all those different points in times what what made me not leave was the ghost of what I thought crippled my father. That he he left in search for better opportunity because life was rough here, right? He he touched down in Pennsylvania and he had every intention to come back and see his boys and get his boys, but you know how it goes. You know the rent is due and then the car breakdown down and then this happened And next thing you know, summer becomes the winter and the winter turns into seven years and you ain't made it back yet. So. That was my thought process That I, didn't, I wasn't really aware of
0: To um, I think you uh, In your thought process You gave that individual a whole lot of credit That, that he probably uh, <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't deserve but, uh. <laughs>
1: Why you be hey, why, why you Trying to take these little subtle shots man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean because the, the fact That the matter is he's telling the truth I did uh-huh. give him um a lot more credit, and I'm sure a little bit of what I'm saying played into it being what it is, but one thing I can say, you know, being on the other end, so to speak of of raising kids now that my boys are are young adults is um you know there are no excuses, man, there are no excuses. You have to make your choices, man, and, and what it and if you choose to go off and search for better opportunity in the name of it being for your kids, then right. you um you you owe that duty to get back. And so if you right. don't get back, then it really wasn't for your kids. It right. was because pressure got real for you in the city and you
0: you right. ran. Right. So better opportunity. Uh you decided uh and your thought process were, were what they were, and you decided to stay and try to create a better opportunity mm-hmm. uh take us to that time frame mentally uh give us your thought process and uh, your decision
2: um so it was get it right get get money um that was my thought process and um I tried you know a little job or two and uh, you know it's difficult. You know what I'm saying. When you got you got small children, you don't really have a high school diploma. You don't have a um, you don't have transportation. Um, you're already coming from a, a place of limited means. So, um, eventually, you turn to the um, the easiest, most lucrative option, which is you know hustling to some degree. Um, whether it's whatever your particular hustle of choice was, mine happened to be um,
0: weed. As uh, a form of use or as a form of getting it, um, both. Gang um, bang. Gang yeah, bang. <laughs> <laughs>
2: nah, um, I mean, I use herb as a um, you know as a way to kind of keep my mind chill. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? I use herb as a way to um, try to feed my kids.
0: Now, you were approximately seventeen.
2: Seventeen and number one. And then N- new baby. hmm New baby. Um
0: Working with the hand to hand, ducking the Vans, radar. Scared. I mean, no, nah,
2: at that point, at that point it it wasn't it wasn't that I was still in school. So um I was working. I was I was going to school and I was doing my ROTC after school and I was going to um UPS. Shout out to my- R- R- JRTC, man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey you were, hey, you was and hey, you was the man up in that jet boy. You had that thing looking sharp. <laughs> You know, what I mean, you uh, you was bringing you was bringing the girls to the yards opposite of what uh, Kalis was doing, bringing the boys to the yards. Uh-huh. Like it was it was girls coming in j r t c JRTC. They was under your command. You was giving them inspections in the morning, man. <laughs> I was like, this dude, you know, what I'm saying this dude. I think you even knocked a couple of them off. You know, I man, that's that's fraternization. But you know, that's neither here nor there. That's
2: not fraternization, man. It, it is it, fraternization in high man. school. It, yes, it is,
1: man. You was training. To, you was training to be a navy, uh, uh pr- pretty much a navy officer, man. Like you was like the dude. You was almost like third in charge. I was number you know one I mean? in charge that's by frat- the time
2: I got my twelfth grade. Yeah, I right. So that's one.
1: that's yeah. fraternization. You can't have subordinates Laying
2: on their back. You can't do that, bro. First of all, most of the time they was like standing up in an oval. Most of the time. <laughs> 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 nah, but no, they wasn't, man. It wasn't that kind of party, man. But I did have fun, man. Um and I nah, did. Nah, it was have, straight, yeah. I did have I mean my my baby mother was in RTC. And um, Show so, enough was. Yeah, Sheldon was. Was was. I definitely um RTC was great, man. It was it was my um it was, <laughs> it was fun, man, but you know I would do that after school. I would do my drill team commander stuff and then I would go um, Change into some rough clothes in, in the car And go straight to UPS And right. I would work And I was doing my thing And then you know Boom Baby number two
0: So Yeah Real quick What did Brown do for you?
2: UPS? Yeah um, Nothing I mean it did provide me With the sense of Going to work hard for my son So I felt I felt I felt like things Was going to be okay You know But I had one son And then um, The next year I had another son by a separate female. Let's get into that.
0: I had hold,
1: on, hold on. Hold on, Jay. Hold on. Let's, can we back up just a tad? Mm-hmm. Back up just a tad. Because we mentioned you made the decision not to go to boot camp um, and stay here for the birth of your son. But there was an attempt after that, right, to go. Like, you you did make a decision to go. And <clears throat> that that fell through
2: why did it fall through correct so I um I joined MIPS after my 11th grade year where I went down to MIPS and joined the um the delayed enlistment program after my 11th grade year so all I had to do coming into my 12th grade year was graduate and not get in no trouble and I had a ship date you know for like the, the following June after graduation um I actually, uh, my son was born in November. My first son, first son, so he was born before that conversation me and you had. So oh, okay, um, right, right. So um, Cam was born before that. So um, he was born um, in November of my senior year, and then um, in January of my senior year, um, one of the biggest mistakes ever made. Um, I punched my baby mom in, in the face. Um, I didn't even know about that yeah you don't remember that nope yeah man i, I guess it maybe was, was kept real kind of hush hush but yeah i punched her in the face my mama moved in they took over everything blah 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 real long story man but um she ended up trying to slander the kid man and i had to tell her like yo you can't just talk about me any kind of way you want to talk about me i gave her a warning she didn't take heed to the warning so at that point in time the kind of stuff i was on was you know
0: you asked for it, so I gave you a warning, and you didn't. You didn't listen. Now, to be fair, we're talking about the thought processes of a highly stressed out child. Yeah, I was bugging.
2: I mean, I was. I was so stressed. Like I said, my mama moved her in, so now we catching the school bus together. I already it's, uh, the rumors already done went around school, and so belly got big. You know who baby is? Who baby was oh, whoa, Who whoa, who? who, who. You know, and like I um, said, you know, at one point in time, I was kind of known as like Papa Sean. And so um, all that happened my senior year. So um, when that um, deploy date came up in June, when um, when my baby mama, when I hit my baby mama, she moved out. Moved in with her sister, and then me and my mama got into some beef, and then it was time for me to go. And I didn't have nowhere to go. And the sister said well you know you can come stay here But you can't stay here without no job And then my brother I called Jay Uh, You remember this? I called you man I told you what was going on And he was working at Steak Escape in the mall You remember that man? And um, he said yeah man we got a shift man We got some openings man But it's it's during school hours dog But it's 40 hours a week You know what you want to do? So I took it so, that next day, I went to, to Smith, and I, I withdrew myself from school, and then I walked from Smith to the mall and started my shift. So, <laughs> like, I was literally <laughs> in math class with students, with seniors on Tuesday, and on right. Wednesday, when they came to get lunch, I was serving them lunch. Real spill. Right. And so, this is the kind of shit that was in my life. And so, cats is coming up. I remember uh, Chris Sharpless, man. Shout out to Chris Sharpless. He ain't no better, man. You know what I'm saying? But he walked up on me, he was like, oh, my gosh, what happened? Oh, man, we was wondering why you wasn't in class, blue, blue blue, blue blah. And I just kind of was told him, like, yo, man, it's just, um, you know, I'm kids, man. When they tell you how these kids, you know, you better listen. Because you will end up having to do things. That, that you wouldn't want to do You otherwise wouldn't do You know what I'm saying But right now Graduation ain't important to me You know Getting somewhere to stay And having some money Is what's important So Needless to say That messed me up Come time for the military um, mm. But My ASVAB was called So high though That they um, Was going to Allow me to come I was going to the Navy And they was going to allow me to come And just have to with, spend with, Without the diploma right Without a diploma, and even
1: that, go ahead. And they don't do that no more. And I and I remember back then. I think they only opened opened up uh, recruiting for people without a diploma for like maybe one or two months out of the year. Like you know, whenever they was desperate for then you know they they get mm-hmm. to reach their numbers, they would be like, all right, we accept people without diplomas, and you know, but their ASVAB score got to be. XYZ, and that's
2: kind of what it was like. Um, so I went and lived with my baby mama, and I was kind of living a whole little, you know, existence. You know, the the typical black dude living in the projects with his baby mom, catching a little city bus to work. You know, working fast food, coming home smelling like grease. You know, working hard for two weeks for two hundred and some change. You know what I'm saying? The typical story. You know what I mean? Right. And, um, and then my recruiter called me, and she told me that um that there may be an opportunity for me to go. And that's right. when me and you had the conversation because at this time Jada, baby number 3 was coming. <laughs> right. And um hold on, that hold on, that conversation was
1: after Cam for real.
2: Mhm. Yep. No way. Yep. No way. Cuz <clears throat> it was never an issue of me missing Cam's birth cuz Cam um
0: he was still we, a was still a high school student. Yeah,
2: I was still a high school student. Cam was born November 14th. Oh, so I got that mixed up. It wasn't Cam. It wasn't Cam. Yeah, it wasn't Cam. It was Jada. But it happened all so fast. And then um, Eli was kind of under the radar because I was in denial right. of him being my son in the first place. Right, so, right. Wow. Yeah. So my, mem- I, my memory failed me on that one. So what, what was really going on at that time was really y'all was becoming seniors. And I was done with school. Right. You know what I'm saying? Y'all was seniors. So, um. That's when we got into that I was was kicked out by then Yeah that's when we got into that little thing That might have led to you being kicked out right Was that me that was me and you right (laughs) (laughs) So um But that was all around that same time frame though So you know what I'm saying So I think the location of that conversation Might have actually been in Ray Warren At Tay House at telling her sister how, yo, because you was coming to see me, use the car for cigarettes and stuff. Yep. Nah, bro, that
1: junk was on your mother's part. I remember that it was on you your sure? mother's part, this, bro. This was Cam. This was Cam. I promise you, it had to be Cam. It couldn't have be, yo, because like I said, it had
2: to be. Or
0: <coughs> oh, unless, So what you have here is uh,
2: <laughs> agree to disagree. No,
0: uh, twenty years, <laughs> like like mem- <laughs> memories that that seem so in stone. Yeah, can can be. You know, time. You know, time is the great equalizer. Yeah, they say yeah.
2: eyewitness is the worst kind of.
0: I'm sure um, about one thing, witness. OJ.
1: I'm sure about it was on it was on your mom's porch. That's a part. He always sure por- about one thing
2: about it. <laughs> <laughs> nah,
0: and, and, it, and it could it could have very well been because like your mama wasn't beefing to the point where you wouldn't come by. Yeah, and they, and it could
2: it could have very well been that. Yeah, because yeah. we wasn't. I mean, once I moved out, it wasn't really no beef. You know what I'm saying. the The beef was just that I was I was getting way too grown for my britches. I mean, I was out here making children and and, and right. smoking weed. And which would explain,
1: which would explain why we was having a conversation on your mom's porch and not on the inside of her living room. Facts.
0: <laughs> and, and so, at around that same time, I mean, you know, I had a bird's eye view for a lot of this, uh, but I think so. Jada was born two thousand. 2000 November 24th 2000 right so yeah yeah so that yeah. timeline that timeline it had to be Jada because you was supposed to go back and then uh Pam gave you the raw advice Pam got my yeah. recruiter gave yeah. me the raw
2: advice and um, yeah. I went to Meps and I told them that I didn't have uh, any criminal a uh, criminal history and they was going to let me in with the no diploma and I just had to do a couple extra weeks at basic to finish up my, my GED or whatever. Right. And I didn't see what was the big deal because it was just an assault charge. So I'm like, it's not a felony. You know, right. it's not that big. She was like, no, no, don't tell them because they already been in the thing for you and woof de woof de woof. And I went to Meps, man. I did the whole process and the whole everything. I got on the bus, I guess. Y'all know, you know, you get on the little van the next morning and you ready going to take you to the airport. Yeah. And, um a nigga got on the van with a clipboard <laughs> And called like four names And told us to go get on another van And then he got on another van And he got on, it was like four vans out there He got on every van and did the same thing You know, just different numbers We all was in the same van And the van we was in went back to MIPS From the hotel And when we went back to MIPS It was like y'all have been found to be lying Or have lied on your application On some level, woof the woof the woof they pointed to that big-ass sign that had the little penalties you know, on it with the um five years imprisonment, so, so, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> it was like, yo, at this point, only thing we can tell you is you need to arrange transportation back to your cities, and, you know, as you know, you know, it's like five o'clock in the morning, you know what I mean? <laughs> Like, because you know, we was getting ready to go fly out to, you know, um Great Lakes or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So, it was like four, four or something in the morning when they came and snatched us off the buses. And um, and so there I sat, man, and I ended up catching a ride with somebody else recruiter because I couldn't reach my recruiter. And, um, and they dropped me off at the recruiting station in Greensboro. And I seen her, and I was so pissed, man. I just turned around and took off walking. She was like, yeah. oh, my God, so, what happened? What happened?
1: So there's no opportunity after that. Re enter,
2: nah, nah. Once really? you got, once you got, from, so that, once, from what it was told to me, once you got flagged on a lion, it was almost like you should be um, Consider yourself lucky that we're not pressing charges. So, you know, forget about ever trying to come back here. You should sure, do it anyway. That we did. I would, I would, I would, I would try it anyway a year later. I mean, but you know, understand how hard it was for me to trust the advice of these people now at this point. Cause I didn't see see no point in telling a lie But she she insisted on me telling a lie And I did And I had had my whole family You know everybody thought You know I had uh, messed up a little bit I didn't graduate You know what I'm saying But now it's like you know It's a shining star It's a shining moment You know and everybody had said their goodbyes And now here I am Walking down High Point Road
0: (laughs) And and, you know like so That moment was Kind of instrumental into my leave date, you know what I'm saying? Because even though I would mess with the recruiter, I told you from day one, i am never joining mm-hmm. the military. I was like, yo, she she wouldn't waste my time, I got time to waste. So like, they had gave me two dates and everything, and I was just like, nah, I'm not going. You know what I'm saying? And she was mad, and I was like, yo, you screwed my brother over, so, you know, whatever, yeah. I don't care about your numbers. Yeah, She's like, you got me in here looking bad? I don't care. So, uh, yeah, <clears throat> so ultimately, when I finally decided to leave, it was just like yo, because we had a conversation or whatever, and I was just like yo, I'm about to do it, and he was like, everybody who knew me was like yo, this not the move for you, right, right, like you know, and what made me ultimately leave was mom said, hey, you're not military material, and I was like yo, I'm gonna show her. However, she yeah. was absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, yeah she was right. Was everybody. <laughs> was and, and and
1: and this whole time. None of us was thinking about military except Sean. Right. Yeah. So Sean, Sean was the reason that Pam had started coming to the hood. Mm-hmm. And then when she seen out, you know, all these people, she was like, "Oh, this is the spot. Right. This, oh, this, he, this, this he, is the spot." And that's when she started messing with everybody. And what what happened was, you know, Jay, you had your situation on why you ended up going. Of course, I got kicked out of school and my options was limited. So I was like, uh, no basketball uh definitely no academic uh, uh uh opportunities right so all i was left with was be a statistic or go ahead and do something dramatic or drastic and 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 join the military so mm-hmm. pound was just right there and then just so happened that you know uh, brandon was thinking about it too so he did it you know so sean actually you started Everything that you see now, Jay doing his six to seven years, Trap doing his ten to twelve years, me doing my twenty twenty years, that all that all started from you and Pam.
0: So here we are, the, the year two thousand, and uh, you got uh, Shun doing entering the military. Uh, you have three kids. You have a a jerk brother. Cause I don't think like. I don't think I made it any easier than what it could have been. Nah. Nah, you did, man. I mean,
2: you know, but on 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 some real tip behind all the jokes. Um you bought the boys a lot of Pampers. You you yeah, yeah, you, absolutely. you showed up when times when I you know, I'm I just got to get to payday. And and, and and you would buy a, a thing of pamphlets or or something, you know what I'm saying? Like you you even though you was a whole clown the whole time, for the most part, you know what I'm saying? If if you if you knew somebody needed you, you showed up. Yeah. You showed yeah, up without a doubt.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um and to be honest, the jokes wasn't an attempt to be funny. They was an attempt to motivate. Like, come on, dude, you gotta do something. Like you know what I'm saying, playing mad. Like you got real good at batting because you had a whole lot of matting practice at, around the same time. Well, <laughs> I, like, I mean, I, you I know like, it
2: is, and that's what I say about that trap, you now, And and that's what I would say to like any any young man that may be listening, man. Is you know, like it's it's designed for you as a as a male to sink into that you know what i'm saying and it's like because they'll get a girl a crib and give her the assistance and all that and if she let you come lay up then you kind of a young dude it's like why not go lay up you know before you know it you know three four five years done pass. you know i know no relevant work experience or whatever whatever and then in those environments you already know what's going on you got drug deals going on you got hustles and whatever so you can you you know you pick your hustle you can be the DVD man or whatever you know what I'm saying you can be breaking in people's cribs or
0: whatever the case may the, the be the young kids call it, the young kids call it fraud like they don't even like go into what they do it's just like hey you out here on that fraud uh-huh. you know what I'm saying so yeah i, I mean and, and, and so that's what and, happened to me so you so you're there i'm there man and, trapped um, in the trap
2: trapped in a trap man and embracing it loving it because it's it's never no um It's never no shortage of guys for you to hang out with. You you can you can find some guys in the hood that's gonna smoke with you or drink with you and and just help you go about that business of the day. Like really, you just trying to get get your love rocks off for the day, and then you'll worry about tomorrow tomorrow. But then after a while, you start feeling like that's a losing mentality, man. You got to start hustling. You got to get some bread bread because you need bread. You got to get out of the projects. Well, you just even if it's just to get a car and drive around. You know what I'm saying. And so you start hustling, which comes with a whole different shebang of
0: things. All right. So now we're, we're into the hustler lifestyle. Yeah. we uh hopping on these hand-to-hands. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Uh, re-ups. Uh, and police sirens. Police sirens. Police sirens. I, you know, I'm a, like, excuse me. I'm, I'm going to the, uh, I'm trying to get some vocabulary together uh uh work moving at work is, is that it um i guess you and <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I mean, no,
2: no matter how you paint the picture, man, you end up committing crimes You know, there was a point of time when I was into my, my, my hand-to-hands There was a point of time where I was trying to cop weight and move weight real fast There was a point of time where I was just a stick-up kid And it was, you know, I was just trying to, you know, find cats who I felt like was getting in And then go take it from them
0: So let me ask you this When you're committing crimes or whatever The thought process, okay, hey man, I need some heat is it is it hard to ascertain such tools of the trade?
2: Um, apparently, it's, it's it's a whole lot easier now. Uh, <laughs> uh, when, when, when we was out here like that, man, it just you know the, the the from my experience, guns just wasn't plentiful. You know, I mean, you could get your hands on one. You know, it wasn't
0: hard, but um, but it wouldn't be yours like you had to get that back.
2: I mean, you know, to some degree, it just depends on what you was looking for. Um, If you wanted something that was going to really, you know, raise some pulses, then, you know, yeah, I mean, it's hard. It's real hard. It was hard to get your hands on something like that. But you could. and um, It may come with just, like, inviting a wild nigga to the party, you know, and then that's what he come with. And so now you you game tight because you with him, right? <laughs> so you may have your your little sixteen shots, but he got a drum. So you know y'all all right. So, uh, but that 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 that's a a chance you normally wouldn't take, you know. But you you invite him to the party because of what he can bring, right? But now you got a wild nigga to the party. So if something happens, you know y'all all partying together, you all go down together. Man. So that's where you find yourself man So needless to say man A few years go by man I'm three, four felonies in um, I'm catching charges left and right I'm bailing out I'm playing that game now You know the hustlers Hustler, lawyer, bail money game and, um, Which you know Shout out to my understanding of it I never really hustled for the shine You know I just wanted to try to take care of the kids So I kept a pretty decent amount of money put up I kept a lawyer I kept a bondsman and I was able to move my way through it, but now I find myself, you know, um, I got a six, five, four, and a newborn. Right? I got right three felonies, no high school diploma, no driver's license. What the fuck am I going to do? Um, and we and was driving
1: all up and down <laughs>
2: Greensboro. And I'm and I'm twenty three, twenty
0: four around right. right this time. I, I mean, so. One would say it's a pretty bad hand. Yeah. That was tough. Right. So with no uh license a lot you couldn't get any job driving, so like any job that you know, that you needed to drive for, those are out the thing. You couldn't get any job that required a high school diploma because Mm -hmm. that that was kinda out the window. Uh and you have uh some mouths that are that you're responsible for ensuring that food enters that that mouth yeah uh so what's next like what like um for me
2: personally man it, it was a choice um and i think that's what everything boiled down to was I, I decided to stand on a choice which was um i'm gonna stop hustling I'm going to do it the right way. I came to grips with myself that because of the way I had played my card so far, that it was probably going to be a rough ride the rest of the way. You know what I'm saying? Like, I played a lot when I was young. I'm going to have to work hard. And I tell my kids, you know, for what what um what Sheik said, you know, you're going to be older way longer than you're going to be younger. You're going to be old the way long And you're going to be younger. So you can you can work hard while you're young And then play hard when you're old Or you can play hard when you're young And work like a motherfucker when you're old <laughs> And them, them is your choices And so I came to grips with that So it did mind Whatever kind of job I needed to take I was willing to take it And I wasn't going to um, jeopardize Being taken away from my kids Via prison or, or early death You know because of the way I was living my life And once I made that choice Like funny things just started happening It just started Something carried me through Whenever um, Whenever I couldn't see Something carried me through You know what I'm saying Um, I mean I would have to say it was just God's grace You know um, I tell you it was a time where I had got a job, and I worked that job at the O'Hare Hotel, and I, and I was doing good, and I lost it. I lost a job, and I was out of work for like 13 months. And so I called a homie of mine, man. I said, bro, look, sheesh, I tried, man. I'm coming to pick up a pack. You know what I mean? It's Thanksgiving Day. But I said I couldn't do it no more, man. After, after what I had to pull off to try to help the family have Thanksgiving, and I'm looking at Christmas, and I'm like, yo, bro, I just can't do it. I gotta um I gotta get back in the game. And your father, John Coltrane, the unbelievable angel. John Coltrane called me while we was at mama house eating Thanksgiving dinner on a Thursday and said, Look, man, I just got this phone call to the demo a house. We gotta tear it down. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Gonna pay I think he said something like two thousand dollars you come help me 2500 if you come help me I'll give you a thousand dollars something crazy like that I called my man back I said yo man I ain't coming for that pack yo I just got thrown a bone I probably went and done it brought a thousand dollars back into the household it made me look a little better you know what I'm saying and I and I just held tight and before you know it John turned me to a dude who was doing pressure washing so now I start pressure washing brick buildings did y'all know I did that for a minute? That like was of the hardest job I've ever had in my life. Pressure washing brick buildings on construction sites, man. It's 38 degrees outside. I'm out here spraying water. Bruh. But John was that bridge. You know what I'm saying? At that time. And there's been incidents like that throughout.
0: Yo, big up the pops. Yeah. A he broken. probably don't
2: even know. He probably... <coughs>
0: <laughs> a broken clock is right two times a day. Um, so... <laughs> Moving right along, man. So after that, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs>
2: so after I did, I started doing a pressure washing thing, man. And then you know, life is just life is just happening, man. You know, the kids is getting old, and and they're raising me.
0: Wait, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's go back. Let's go back. So two of your sons have the same mother. Yes. And your other two sons don't. They have the same mother well, yeah yeah right so you have four kids between two women
2: yeah back and forth I always say that because it matters does it though Ask Neil <laughs> 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 what 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 you
1: what you really had was an unauthorized uh polygamous uh situation it, it, it was polygamy you was you was pretty much with two girls and uh you bounced back and forth but it wasn't authorized it wasn't really uh what we call polyamorous now <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so what would we call it
2: cheating nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was with my baby mother, my my first baby mother from high school and um however my other baby mother I had been messing with her for years off and on like like we, we grew up we were small together so we grew up together. So she was like the friend who kind of never left, you know, and she had her own relationships, I had on my own relationships, but it was like the friends that never left. And um so it went back and forth, back and forth. All right. So at some point I Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. At some point I had to get my other two boys from the um I guess you would say the original baby mama, the first baby mama.
0: You have a baby mom? Yeah, so and then I'm another one.
2: Yes, and so I'm 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 with um uh, my second baby mama. Eventually we get married in um 05. 05. cool. Yeah, dang. I'm I'm here for you, man. Bro, you not know long. ago that, well, We get married in 05, man,
0: and um but so, prior to being married, y'all was together like in a committed. We have been living, yeah. We yeah. had
2: been living together for a couple about a, about two years. Uh, we had been living together. So the back
0: and forth is over.
2: The back and forth is over. Um, my other baby mother is is engaging in her own lifestyle. But yeah, she's engaging her own thing. She's you know life goes on, but she
0: um she wasn't um doing right by the kids. Um, so we we are at a point where you have two kids and a Girlfriend slash wife, mm-hmm. with you, right? Um, and my
2: boys come in every weekend. You,
0: you, you got the other two every weekend. Mm-hmm. Not really a good job,
2: right? I think. Um, I mean, I'm having at the Old Henry Hotel, or I had done starting in the group home field by that time. I, well, oh four, I was at the Old
0: Henry Hotel. Maybe like oh seven, I was in the group home field. All right. Well, something something clicks where you like. Hey, my boys don't need to be in that situation. Yeah, I mean it was several, several, several signs. There, um, so ultimately, ultimately, you get your boys, your other two, right? So, at the point in which you got your other, other two boys, then I want, I want to paint a clear picture for the listeners. Your, what, what year you think this was? Maybe two thousand eight, two
2: thousand seven, two thousand seven, two thousand. All right,
0: we'll, we'll, we'll call it. We'll call it 2007, 2008. We'll call it that. Uh, school year, something like that. Mm-hmm. All right. So they're young, but eaten. Right. You know? Right, uh, right. And by this time, you have how many felonies? Four. Four felonies. Mm-hmm. Two kids at the house. hmm. A, a job that's barely enough to get you where you need to be. Facts. Uh, did you have your license back yet?
2: Yeah, I had I got my license and I got my high school to so, so, my J.D. So and so all I'm all on that. the
0: road to recovery. Yeah, yeah. But 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 something clicked and said, I have to get my two kids, mm-hmm. in spite of what I'm facing. It's time to really stand on. Well, and I don't know if this was your thought process, but. Looking back at it, like you had to decide was you gonna be a man for all your kids Mm -hmm. or the man in your house? Right, and um,
2: the thought process um, wasn't self-imposed I guess you would say, it was a few things that had happened that um, led me to assuming that um I mean, basically, just watching my sons, you know, and just seeing their interaction with me versus what was going on when they was at home <clears throat> um, and I could tell that it was something going on in the home, but I just couldn't put a finger on it, and the mother wasn't trying to discuss it with me, so um, against <laughs> everything that made sense <laughs> i I, I I went and got them. I, I fought the fight. Um, I mean, it wasn't a real hard fight, but I did fight the fight, and um, and I got my boys. All right. And they both came down and they moved in, and
0: that's when shit got real real. <laughs> so, <clears throat> before we jump back into the story, man, take a few seconds and speak to the the friends. Of a person who knows that they have kids out here and they're not involved in a, at all, speak to their friends right quick.
2: You gotta, um, you gotta be willing to check your homie. You gotta be willing to check your homie on all fronts. And I think that's an issue, um, with us, um, especially you know black men. You know, as we we a lot of times you know homies is for fun times and jokes and games and laughing and hanging out. And that's what your homies is for, you know, and we kind of look to our women to some degree to kind of check us, you know what I'm saying, to some degree when we know we in the wrong or whatever, man, but um, as black men, we got to be willing to to check each other and we got to be willing to hear each other, you know, and it can't be a situation where, you know, it's going to turn into a fight. And all that, but that's that that machismo thing that we kinda got inbred in us. You know what I'm saying? To believe that the other person may not have your best interest in heart. But if you got a friend and you know that he's not doing right by his kids, to me, it is your duty to call that man to the carpet at every opportunity you get, period. If 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 it's to the point where he chooses not to hang out with me because I'm talking about my kids and why wow, when was the last time you hung out with your then that's fine then he just loses me as a friend but I'm gonna speak on it every time.
0: Mel, how you feel about that?
1: Um, I mean, I concur, man. I, don't, I mean, it's definitely. Uh, I, I I like the piece about uh, when when we're amongst each other. Uh. You know what we really should be doing. What we should be doing is building and stuff like that. It ain't all funny and games, and like, and, and that's what I like about us, man. When we when we actually do get uh, us together, when when you know when I come back home and then you know everybody finds some time off and we get around each other, yeah, the funny games is there, the laugh and the joking is there. But you know we we throw ideas out there. Uh, we ain't got all of our stuff uh, in one sock yet, where we can actually build together, but the. The idea is there, the conversation is there, and I think we got some stuff that's going to actually start, you know, materializing. And 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 this platform right here is one of them, you know. Yeah, for, we, sure, you know for sure, for sure. This this is something we talked about last year, Jay, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. It was, it was we, an
1: idea we, that it was an idea, and we didn't know how to get it get it started and all that stuff. And and um uh, and we're still talking about stuff, you know, like uh, you know, just the, you know, between me and you, you know, we had these conversations, so. I I think that piece was real important What Sean said man Um, Yeah for
0: sure And and the reason why I brought that up Because one of the things man That we hope that this platform provides Is healing on all fronts And sometimes As a person As a grown man Who has Up and down relationship with my father I'm speaking to the father That's not a part of that kid's life right now You don't know the lasting effects that your absence may provide to that child.
1: I got. I got a question for you though, Jay. Amen. I sure. What? What? What's? What's the eyes of of us bringing your dad to the to the uh, conversation, bringing him to the table, and us having a conversation?
0: Amen. I um, we can do that. I know for a fact we'll walk away from the conversation upset once he is willing to take accountability for anything and it doesn't have to be for hey not being around when your boy was growing up like like no just like take accountability for the fact that uh you ran out of toilet paper like something small you know what i'm saying it, like because because it's a, it's a practice thing you have to start taking accountability in order to take accountability right you know what i'm saying but
1: how impor- how important is it for now that you know that that's his character for how important is it for you to see him actually take accountability when it comes to the things that strain your relationship? Do you really need that? Or can you just be like, Hey man, you're a piece of dirt, but you're my dad and let's move on. Yeah.
0: It's not important at all because I have decided that I'm going to love him anyway. I'm going to, uh, smile when I see him. I'm going to still yearn for a interaction with him. Uh, my expectations are different, but I'm going, to, I'm going to love him in a way that hopefully uh, he can see what unconditional love looks like from his son. So, you know what I'm saying? And that's real big for me to come up to that uh, conclusion. And I just, I just really came up with it like uh, two or three days ago. Two or three days ago, man, I was uh, speaking to my mom and uh, she said, um, you know, you're really smart. So you know who he is, and if he's not going to change, and you want something to change, it's going to have to be you. And I was like, ah, that's not what I wanted to hear at all. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'm like, nah, you know. And so I owe it to the little boy in me to uh, to to fix it the best I can. Like I like I owe it to myself. I owe it, it as part of my healing. I have to love him in spite of whatever it is. Now, do I give him the the access to hurt my feelings? No, no, that's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is like, love is an action. You know what I'm saying? So I, I can provide love to him and still be guarded. Like, okay, I'm not gonna invest my feelings into what you say. You know what I'm saying, but more so, just hey, just choose to uh, try to build some sort of relationship with you, and and that's where I'm at, man. And 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 I uh, I hope it works, man, I, for his sake, because uh, he has a lot of turmoil, man, and 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 mind things that, that that's went on, man, and it. I just want like so to wrap to wrap up my monologue. If there's one thing that I want out of this is when he takes his last breath, I want him to know that his son loved him. You know what I'm saying? Right. No matter what, no matter what happens in between that.
1: But don't all, all of these things that we're talking about uh, since, since we're on a, on the topic of parents and stuff like that in the generation before us, don't all of that come back to mental health? Oh, for sure. Like, uh, like yeah. almost every, like almost everything that we're finding out about our parents uh at the age they're at now we're starting to you know I, maybe maybe we didn't see patterns so much when we was kids but we see patterns now i even see it with my with my mom mm-hmm. and her her sisters have that same thought process and pattern with certain things and uh once you start digging into and find out more about their upbringing and how they you know grew up within their own family and of course also the climate of of the of society uh uh, the stuff that they had to deal with, they got a lot on them mentally. Oh, and then you know. them having to be, you know, man, it's, a, it's a lot. I was just talking with somebody yesterday. And I, I talked about, you know, because I think someone had posted um, a comment on Facebook. I think they said, shoot, what did they say? They said "Uh, some, something about maybe uh, black on black crime or something like that, right? And, you know, of course, most people get it. You know, no, I think what he posted is is there such thing as black on black crime? So most mm-hmm. people get it. No, no it's not. It's just, crime is crime. You know, and right. I commented crime is crime. Right. But there was one guy that commented and said, Yeah, y'all not ready for that conversation about what we're doing in our own communities, right? So I replied, um, uh, and the gist of what I said is uh you, you gotta understand like, yeah, we can have this conversation. Let's I you mean, know, let's go with it. Let's talk about how um you know our communities is pretty much a field that has been cultivated and uh, and uh, planted the essential seeds to grow conditions that are ripe for slaves. So like they, they our, our communities are gardens. They planted certain conditions, i.e. abortion clinics, liquor stores, lack of food, all the things they put in our communities. Uh, lack of resources bad schools all of those things are actually like sunlight and water for regular plants but what they're actually growing in these gardens or these communities are slaves and all they had to do is send the harvesters and the harvesters every day send the harvesters the police officers into those gardens to just pick up new fresh slaves that are get, getting gr- uh, grown and 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 uh and you know harvested every single day and bringing them to the prisons that's that's the system the system is create a garden that's going to produce slaves and send the people to go and pick them up and bring them to the prisons that's exactly what's going on it's not it's not by mistake all of those bad situations all those bad uh conditions are in our neighborhoods and the police are
0: patrolling those neighborhoods that's a fact i totally um, agree with you i mean it is 100% of that. I mean, there's uh, also one of the things like you'll see armed security at the grocery store in our communities. But if you're looking at like theft and and stop loss, it most of that happens in communities that, that are not black and brown communities.
2: And then just to, to mm-hmm. speak on the, the elephant in the room with that, with this, the statement that Melvin just addressed. Um, do people steal? In the black community, yes. Do people kill and rob? I mean, crime happens in the black community, no different than any other community. Uh, I just caution uh, my brothers and sisters, you know, when is the appropriate time to make that argument? When you start talking about systemic things that plague our people and our people, interject with well what about how we
0: doing and what we do, do? I, to,
2: in my opinion that's 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 the trick of the enemy um right. Willie Lynch taught them how to do it that's why the light-skinned girls don't like the dark-skinned g- girls and that's why the tall guys don't like the short guys or the short guys don't like no it has been Breaded into us to be Divided, on so many different levels—from our appearance, our e- economics, our um, social status—all you know, even from the wavy hair to the naughty hair. So if you go, if you light like skin and wavy hair, you can come work in the house. I let your boy. So we'll make the dark skin ones live live in the field, so they hate the ones that's in the house. I mean, it's, it's it was a plan, and Willie Lynch is all in his letters. So what you see in people who present their argument to me is the manifestation of that thought process you know you still have the vision you have the natural urge to be divided in our community so therefore how can we ever make a fist Right, if somebody oh, right. said, "Well, what about when we kill each other, or what about what about black on black?" You can't never make a fist. Well, well, one of the things because the problem is the oppressor. You know, the problem when, when when like I seen it in the main when 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 James Killed John, James go do thirty years. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when, right. when Officer Scott shoots John, he gets paid administrative leave. And then right. the case get buried, and then we never hear nothing. Else. You know what I'm saying?
0: I mean, and and not only that. Like, so if if there's not a lot of food here, not a lot of opportunity, not a lot of jobs, not a lot of money, like if, if these things are here, where we're at, then and you have to create that opportunity, that job, that uh, income source for yourself. That's what you're gonna do. You, you don't have no choice because uh, survival of the fittest, right? Facts. So so, a lot of people are looking at, and this is why I was talking about your thought process because a lot of people are looking at the situation that they're in, and the only choices that their mind can see is get it or die. Yeah. Yeah. Or get it, or my kids not gonna eat. Or, or get it, or and get then, it taken
2: from you. And then some some of that thought process be you know a lot of the. Um the disenfranchisement of our people so you know we like shiny things and shit you know you want to be able to get the Jordans, get the nikes and all so some of that allure plays into it too like i won't front like you hustling because it's all about i gotta feed my kids you know to some degree you you want enough money to be able to feed your kids and still live life right have a quality of life
0: would reparations fix that i mean because Therein is a, a large sum of money right there.
2: That's um, that's the only part of it.
0: Um, I don't see
2: um, reparations being a cure all. No, I, I would say not.
0: So, what do you think it would do, though?
2: Um, it would put um, give the community the opportunity to um make some moves that could create empowerment which generally means make some moves that could be passed from generation to generation. So um, whether it's um, buying land or buying stock or um, starting businesses or whatever, you know, it will give the community the opportunity to do that, which um, could address the um, economic and wealth gap between black and white. So um, cure all, no, very, very important, yes.
0: But as custom, here on Therapeutic Rap, what I like to do, man, is get a guest uh, a opportunity to close out with, like, a mantra, some advice, you know, uh, just whatever you want to give to people. <laughs>
2: um, no doubt, man. So I guess I would say this, man. Um, you know, whatever you believe you really can achieve, man, you know, especially to any of the young brothers, man, who are fathers, you know, please do not ever di- discount or discredit what you mean to your children. Um, it's never too late. And I guarantee you that baby mama do want you to do better. She may get you hell, man, but you're going to have to go through it. Because your kid is worth it, yo.
0: So, go ahead and do it, man. Go ahead and do it. Hey, man, as always, been please uh, listen, share, like, subscribe. Uh, Apple, if you're hit on Apple, the like. <laughs> if you're on Apple, man, rate man five stars right? uh And if you have any questions or want to share your journey, man, hit us uh, on the uh, inbox at therapeuticrap at gmail That's rap r a p therapeuticrap gmail All right, man. Y'all have a good one.